Um, well, cool. Well, let's just start kind of from the beginning, man. Like, I'd love to just hear kind of what your relationship with money has been and maybe start like childhood because I think that's really important. And then, you know, how do you yeah, yeah. find yourself relating to money in your marriage as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely start from childhood. Um, childhood, um, coming from a single parent background, I guess money and saving wasn't all that um, important, I would say. Um, you kind of just get it how you live. Um, and you just was thankful for what you got um, and for what you had um, and was not really complaining um, about the things you didn't have. Uh, and so growing up, um, never really seen money as something that was a priority or something that you needed to have. Not until you got into like late high school, early college, that's when you're like, geez, man, I wish I knew a little bit more about money financing. Wish I would have known a little bit more about saving. Wish I would have known how to do this, how to look at stocks, how to look at this other uh, type of stuff. And then you're just like, you know what? I'm just really behind. Um, and that's no like slap in the face to my family or anything like that. Not at all. Um, it was just something that we just really didn't pay any mind to pay any attention to. Um, we just really wasn't, um, in that type of setting to where you would if we had a lot of, right. Like we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't, we really wasn't stressing over. We just had enough. And I think, um, that's just how life was for us. We just had enough which was awesome. I mean, um, when you're, when you're growing up and you just have enough, um, you kind of work with what you got. Yeah. Well, and as kids, cause I, my, my story is actually pretty similar, but as, as kids, you don't think about that. Like, no, you're eating every day. Like you're hanging out with them <laughs> going to school. Like it's not even a, a, yeah, it's not even on your brain. And growing up for me, it was a single, it was just my mom. So a single parent household up until I was, I can never remember 11 or 12 my mom got married to my stepdad and um, they, they do really well now, but back, like my dad was a police officer and it was like, my mom stayed home. You know, he was making uh, whatever police officers made 10, 15 years ago um, and things were tight, but it was, I never went without like, no, I didn't have like the super nice car when I was 16. Right, right, no, right. Never, it was never that, but um, I, I, it just, we didn't learn about stocks, dude. I didn't know what stocks were until shoot eight years ago. <laughs> it's crazy you know yeah it, that's a it's a true thing like when you're when you're growing up and and you're not growing up around it you're you're just kind of like uh one ear in out the other not really paying any attention to it any not even giving any thoughts about it um and then life just goes on but it, it kind of slaps you in the face when you're um in college filling out all these different loan applications or filling trying to get a grant or something approved and you're just going through it and you're just like man I'm really behind the eight ball on this <laughs> like what is all this stuff did you, what is this did you go to the college yeah so I went to Dort University 
Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Um, and so when I was there, um, so I didn't, it wasn't a full ride. So I got like a partial ride, like half. And so I had to, um, of course, mom didn't make enough money to pay the other half. So I had to either work and uh, take out a couple loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that's what I did, man. I just worked and take out loans. But I think that's when life set in, like, this is real. Um, this is what life is um this is how i gotta manage and then this is also how i gotta survive um because you are surviving in college and at times you're barely surviving um i was five hours away from home northwest iowa um and so yeah i got a part-time job um just started working um and just slowly paying off college but also every new year every fall um four years took out another loan um not a massive loan um just took out another yeah. loan yeah 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 and so um that that kind of got me um those four years kind of got my mindset on what life would kind of be like um out in a world um where you are by yourself um not having anyone kind of overlooking what you're doing um and just learning how things actually work um what it means to have a percentage or apr on your loan what that what that entails how much you got to pay back feels pay making those right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes right and so now it's just like, man, everything I do, like if it is something that we're not paying cash for, if it's something that we got to have an AVR or any interest rate, I'm like, how much is the interest? Like calculating how much will this affect me? Will it affect me if I pay it off long term or will it affect me if I just pay it off up front? Like, and so now you, you, when you, when you're in the midst of those things, you're just like, man, I wish there was a time when I was either early high school, late high school, that I had a financial class, hey, something to teach why? me about. Yeah, yeah, they they need to implement that. They really do. They really do. That is a class that they need to implement. 100%. Either early high school or late high school. Some that's got to be a requisite for you to graduate. I couldn't agree with you more, man. And it's like the class that you would use the most in your life. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Out of all the, like, yeah, reading, writing, math, like all that stuff is great. It is something that you need because you don't want people to think you're just some idiot out here. Right. But, dude, people think you're an idiot. Yes, I shouldn't say people would think you're an idiot. I shouldn't say that. People will definitely take advantage of you. It's true. If you don't know. That's true, man interest rates if you don't know what you're signing if you don't know what you're getting yourself into um, people will definitely take advantage of you and it is just something that this world has become and so if you have a class like that uh, but even now today like I don't know a lot <laughs> like like I think I was just looking at a video the other day and just found out some differences between 
a 401k and a Roth IRA, how much of a difference they are. And I'm just like, what in the world? Like all this time (laughs) you grow up and you hear your parents like, oh yeah, I got my money in a 401k. can't wait to retire. Like now you're just like, wait, 401k is what? Like it wasn't even meant to be what it is, what people pull it all up to be. And so it's just like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. And yeah. so as you as you get older, I guess you kind of understand, man, you really got to be on your P's and Q's mm-hmm. when it comes to money and and how it works and knowing how it works, knowing how it benefits you and how it at times don't benefit you. And so, yeah, it is something that I am learning mm-hmm. as a beginner, I would say definitely beginner learning for sure. Yeah, um, sure. and would love to learn more about it. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, so my wife, um, she grew up, um, both parents in the home, rural Iowa. Um, and so a lot of money problems that she dealt with was very small in compared to what I was dealing with. Um, and so uh, at times it feels like she kind of just at as of like now talking married life um she kind of just spends not really paying attention to what she's spending money on she's never had and i'm assuming here but she's never had that like scarcity of money maybe to the right you did and so for her like the floor of what could go wrong is so much higher than like what you've seen where it's like the no the floor is a lot lower <laughs> correct correct it is like look becca you spend something and look i get it we got money in the savings but i don't always want to go reaching in the savings to keep our account from going negative like that's something i don't want to do every single time and it and it's just like okay then she'd be like okay i'll switch out my card i'll start using my venmo card because i send money to her venmo card so she could just use and so uh i'll switch out the debit card for my venmo card i'm like you should have been doing that in the first place like i shouldn't have to tell you that hey you gotta watch what you're spending money on like i mean i get it that you're spending money for things that we need but at the same time i just feel like it's almost a random buy like it was a time, well, actually, this was like recent. She goes, I think Harmony's a baby doll. Yeah. I said, a baby doll? <laughs> we can wait for a baby doll. Like, that's right. something. And then she brings up, oh, yeah. And then there's this, they got a crib for the baby doll. They got a stroller for the baby doll. Yeah. I said, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Look. We can just get the baby doll. Just get the baby doll for now. Just yeah. just get the baby doll and see how she does. And then we can talk about everything else. But I think that's just me growing up not having a lot. And so me, I kind of just, since I don't have a lot, my mindset is the more I don't spend, mm-hmm. the more I have. But at the same time, it's just me just holding on to it and afraid to spend it because it's not that it, it is something like I'm afraid to spend it because I just don't know what's going to happen. Yep. And 100%. I'm just afraid, like if something do happen, yep. we won't have the money to 
to either pay for what that terrible cost is. And so it's just like, man, I wish I was just like, yeah, just go spend it for Harmony. Like, that's awesome. That's great. We got money in the savings that we could just put it back in and just continue to save once this is all over with again. And so it's just like, but at the same time, it's just like, even when I do save and have money, my mindset is still gripped tight on the the fear of just something happening and so i'm just like i don't think that's the right mindset to have like i get it like you you want to save and you want to to put money aside but at the same time you're just like man at times it feels like i'm just hindering myself in a bit because now i'm just like cheapening out on things and you're just like man that's not the way you should have done that like you should have been a little bit better at that and and just live life and just mm-hmm. but you see talking about it is easy <laughs> i could tell you the things that i i'm <laughs> thinking about and that i'm afraid of but at the same time it's just like you know what i don't know if i can go with just like letting the money just be go and just being spit on and and it's not like being spit on things that are just like worthless like it's being spent on just household things things that are needed and you're still i'm still so tight about it when i know it will benefit us as a family so i was just like i can't tell you man i've been in the exact same boat as you are because i default that's my default always like you can even ask Lily um, and I'll tell you a little bit about like our full story here in a second, but um, it's something I still struggle with today, man. Is like every dollar. And I don't know, cause it definitely, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up like super poor where I was worried about like meals or anything, but I did grow up where I had to, I moved out really early. You know, I moved out at 19 and was on my own. I didn't go to college. So when I moved out, I was just like, I was out, you know, and I had to really manage my money and, it, it increased the more that I started learning about money because I was so focused on like the saving or the investing. And, you know, there's, there's part of that that's good, right? Like when we were in debt, we were in 40 plus thousand dollars of debt. When we were in debt and we weren't making money and like Lily was staying home and we had a kid, it was, it was beneficial for me to be like, yo, we cannot spend, we need to pay off this debt. But after we got past that, it was, not beneficial for me or my marriage <laughs> at all, um, how stingy I was with, with money. And that was such a huge struggle. Um, one thing that really helped me, man, was budgeting. And I want to talk about that just a little bit. Uh, but let me tell you a little bit about me, just so you know, kind of like, kind of what I've gone through and kind of what I've experienced. So, you know, like I mentioned, my story is very similar to yours, you know, single family household for, you know, till I was 11 and stepdad was in the picture. And, um, we didn't make a lot of money as a family, um, not a lot of financial literacy talks, you know, like there wasn't a lot of, like, I definitely knew how money worked and I knew how bills worked, but I didn't know any, I didn't know what a 401k was. I didn't know what a Roth IRA was. I didn't know what stocks were like. I knew, I didn't know any of that, man. Um, and so when, and I got married really young. So I got married when I was 20. We had our, we had Wesley when I was 21, I believe. And Lily was 19. I think like just almost 20, but she was 19 when we had Wesley. 
Um, and so it was like a lot of responsibility piled on early on. And then we just started getting into debt. Like we, we would, we had everything. We had credit card debt. We bought, uh, when I was making, it was 40 to $50,000 a year. We bought a 23 or $24,000 vehicle. Like just these stupid financial decisions. When we bought our house, we put a bunch of money on the Nebraska Furniture Mart card. Like it was just a lot, you know? And so I found myself with 40 plus thousand dollars in debt, only making, making money and then it would just all leave. Mm-hmm. Make money, all leave, right? And so I started getting really frustrated with that because I started realizing that this would be my forever if I kept this up. You know, like I would never get ahead. I would never accomplish some of the goals that I wanted to accomplish. This is just what it was going to be. And so I actually started listening to Dave Ramsey um, and I would, I was just gobbling it up, man. Like I was listening to the podcast all day long, (laughs) YouTube videos all day long. It was every, you can ask Lily sometime, like it just consumed my whole brain. And that's kind of what kicked me into the debt payoff deal. Um, We paid off our debt completely. It was a couple of years back. Um, but throughout that process, like I'm, I just love learning, you know, so I was just reading books constantly. And then I kind of expanded out to watching other YouTube videos and what have you. Um, and that's kind of where I got now. Um, it helped that, you know, my career, I was making advancements, you know, I'm in sales and then I got into management. Now I'm a director. And so like that helps. Right. And that's that's certainly an important piece, in my opinion, is like you have to have I shouldn't say you have to. You have to have the income or it's helpful to have the income to get ahead. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of learning that balance though, is like my most recent lesson where yes, we need to look 30, 40 years down the road towards retirement and these goals that we have, but what's the point if we're not enjoying it now? Right. Right. Because a lot of people, dude, it's the opposite. A lot of people, it's like YOLO, like you only live once. I'm going to spend all my money. I'm not going (laughs) to worry about down the road, but then when they turn 60, they find themselves sacking groceries. Yeah. They weren't disciplined throughout their life. So let me ask you this, just to touch on, on the, the balance piece. Um, do you guys budget? Like what's, what's budgeting look like for y'all? So um, we put about $300 a month into our savings. Okay. Um, and then um, everything else just goes off to paying. We did the exact same thing. We took off a Nebraska furniture mark card once we bought our house. Um, And so we're paying off a Nebraska furniture mark card at the moment, Um, paying off a car as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, those are, and then also mortgage, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, And then some student loans. Those are the two, Nebraska furniture mark card, mortgage, two student loans so those are the five things that we have okay. um that we're so budget wise have you ever sat down is rebecca your wife's name yeah okay have you ever sat down with her and like either on an excel sheet or a notebook or whatever works best for y'all and like written down all right so here's what we bring home like after tax after insurance like total amount that we bring home that we see in our bank account each month and listed out all the line items of everything that comes out. Um, we did it when we first got married, but we haven't did it in a very long time, um, which we should probably need to do that um, because we've done so much more mm-hmm. within that time frame. 
um, with pay raises and everything else. Yeah, things um, things, right. And things have changed. She's, of course, when she had Harmony, there was doctor bills and stuff in there as well. So every, every which way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, um, I think yeah. So that would probably be. Let me let me write that down. We probably need to redo that. Yeah. Excel so word. here's. So there's a couple of benefits to budgeting. Obviously, it's really beneficial to know, like down to the dollar, how much you're bringing in, not what your salaries are, but like how much you're actually seeing in your bank account. Right, 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 right. In addition to seeing all the line items of things that come out, because there's there's a couple of things that'll happen. You know, number one, you might be like, oh man, like we got a lot more money than I thought we did. You know, like we can have some fun and start setting some goals. Or you'll be like, oh shoot, like we only have like five dollars a month left over after everything we got to pay yeah it's like um that's that's what we are we're like um one month we'll do really well then the other month we'll be like geez where did everything go but then like you kind of realize that like we kind of when we go out to eat or go out on a date we kind of just spend money it's not like we really don't even think about it until it's like too late. Like, man, we really shouldn't have spent that much money on that date. Like that was really silly of us to do that. But then we do it again, like the very next week. <laughs> Here's the deal. Like, and with budgeting, dude, it changes every month and you're going to have months that you do great. There's months, man, like this month in particular has been awful for us because our guilty pleasure, my wife's love language is food. She loves eating out. And I enjoy it too. Like it's a fun thing to do on the weekends. We always overspend with that. But one thing that I think will help you personally is whenever you write this budget out, create a line item for fun money. Create a line item for the money that you are going to spend on whatever the heck you want to spend on and you're not going to feel guilty about it. And when you give yourself permission to do that, dude, a lot of that guilt and like frustration and micromanaging that you do with money, because trust me, I do the exact same thing. I struggle with that. It, it alleviates because you're like, hey, listen, Rebecca, we have 200 bucks this month that we're spending on whatever the heck we want to spend on. So what would you okay. like? You know, so I think that'll be super helpful. Um, the, the foundation, okay, let's take a step back because there are some there are some steps that I think are super important to hit. So I think the foundation to any financial successful like personal finance strategy is goals, right? Because if at the end of the day, you and yeah. goals are, hey, we just want to enjoy as much in the now as we can. Like in theory, man, if that's what you guys both want, it's not necessarily bad. Like you're going to be compromising on some things in the future. So I wouldn't recommend it. But if that's how y'all want to live your life, that's fine. And you can build a strategy around that. If your strategy is, hey, we want to buy a, you know, a four bedroom home and whatever, a different part of town, or we want to whatever. So have you guys ever talked about what your goals are collectively and individually? So um, I know what we, hey, Chief, no. <laughs> Them dogs. <laughs> Dude, man. But I know um, what we've talked about was to have just a good chunk of change um, in our in our savings account um, to where if something happens, um, we wouldn't be worried about anything. We could, we'll be able to handle it with 
like no hard feelings um, and just be able to just sit comfortably. Um, but I do know goals for us. Um, one, um, I think this year, one of our goals was this is our last year, hopefully um, paying off our last car and then both cars will be paid off. Um, and then another goal um, was, well, these are all short term goals. Um, we, so our two short-term goals was to pay off one, a car that I think we have 3,000, three or $4,000 left on. And then, um, our Nebraska furniture mark card, which we have, I want to say maybe 1,500 to $1,800 left on it. But that's also a thing like we could pay off both or one of these right now. But it's just like I'm so much rather like, hey, just let it continue to come out yeah. each month. And then at the year's end, whatever's left, I could just pay it off. And then I'm just like, but man, like I could just get rid of it right now. What should I do? That's a tough decision. But yeah, like I could get rid of it right now. But it's just like. I don't want to like I would much rather just yeah. take the monthly payments like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yeah and sorry. so but those point. are the two short-term goals that we had um and then long-term goal of course um is to just be debt-free um and and hopefully well we've what we were doing um before we um at the start of this year, we were paying about like an extra $150 on our mortgage. Um, but then um, we had, um, what what happened? Um, was it the taxes? What happened? Did the taxes Somehow. Up? Taxes went up on your property? Yeah, it went up yeah. because our house huh? sat for so long, no one was in it. Um, and then they appraised well they 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 did their they submitted something now on an odd year i talked to them i forgot i should have taken talking i should have took notes on this yeah. they do it every odd year where they come and just yeah, like they, look they, at your they, house they, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, see where property value appraisal went up this happened to us yeah too. and so the taxes annually went up which you pay on every month and so right right um 34. And so our escrow balance didn't cover that. Yep, yep. And so we were basically in the negative at the start of the year. Um, and so that was, that's something that's also another short-term goal that we try to, we got to get up because now it's just in our, they just roped it into our mortgage mm -hmm. until we pay it off within the year. Um, and so that say that again happened to us this year too and that that's probably gonna happen especially with this market dude because yeah that's what the lady was saying it's probably gonna happen every odd year like you're gonna see an increase yeah. and i'm just like just let us know ahead of time yeah. like <laughs> let us be prepared for it so we're not caught off guard and having to catch up yeah. and so but that that's another thing though just like having money in the bank account for stuff like that just yeah. like if something like that happens you're not frustrated. You're not upset. Hey, we got the funds to do this. So yeah. we could just go ahead and pay it off and you don't got to tie it into our mortgage. We, our mortgage could just stay the same. Um, and our escrow balance could just go up to whatever it needs to go up to 
to help us the following year, um, however much that will help us. Um, and so let me touch on a couple of things because I'm taking some notes and I want to make sure I'm hitting on everything. So I want to talk about there's a couple of debt payoff methodologies and I want to talk to you about that, but hitting on goals. So you said being debt free is like the overall goal. I think that's an awesome goal to have. Um, but let's take it a step further. You know, why do you want to be debt free? Like what about that is appealing? Um, I, I think the appealing part is because I feel like once I'm debt free and done paying off everything, I think then my wife and I could go on a little bit more vacation. Like we could just have fun between us and family um, and not having to have money stretched to make that work um, and not having to feel like we're just compressed and not being able to spend what we have. Um, and so that's, that's something that, that's something that, say hi. Hello, hi. Oh, so big already. Dude, she is huge. <laughs> Crazy. Say hi. Look at your hair. <laughs> Why are you like that? <laughs> no. That's awesome. But yeah, um, for sure, um, just not being felt like we're compressed with money and being able to just spend it at will. And I think that's where I am right now. Like you, although you have money saved up, you're just like, man, I feel so compressed if I spend this. I feel like I'm falling behind again. Um, and and I think that feeling is the feeling that I don't want to always have. Yeah, so there's two things, right, that you mentioned. So there's enjoying life. You want to just be able to like enjoy some different things with your family. Totally. Right. I think that's a great goal to have. The second goal, and it seems like the second goal is the true, the true one, like the one that resonates most with you is you want that mental peace. You want peace. Yes. Yep. And I get it, man, because that's where I was too. Like I didn't have peace. I, I was worried. What if I lost my job? What if I, you know, yep. if the the roof needed to be fixed? What if the yes, like stressful, dude? It's like this thing that weighs on you all the time, right? Yep. And dude, that's what you need to tap into when you start to put some of these things in practice that we'll talk about to try to get to that point. Is because it's gonna it's gonna suck and it's not gonna happen in like six months, right? It's gonna be something that you're probably gonna work at for a year or two years. But when you get to the point where you're frustrated and want to give up and just like go out and binge and eat a bunch of food and like spend all your money, you remember like you're, you're going for that peace. Because for me, mm -hmm. dude, like I don't, the reason why I, I try to stay diligent with my finances and that I keep learning about it is not because I want to buy like a mansion and have a Lamborghini. No. And like, I don't, I don't require that. It care less about that, honestly. I don't really care. What I care about though is freedom and peace. I want to be able to not have to worry about losing my job or worry about having to work a job till I'm 70 that I hate or being able to like enjoy, go on vacation. Like, yep. That's what I press for. So that, I think that's your worthwhile goal, man. I would do something. I'd make a note of this. I would write down all of your goals with your wife. Um, but I would really talk to your wife about why that mental peace matters so much to you because that, she has to, for her to get on board she has to feel that as well and it has to be mm -hmm. something worthwhile for her 
You know, like if, if that mental peace thing doesn't resonate with her, you got to be able to dig in with her and figure out what does. And that's what I learned with Lily too. It's like, I kept talking about like, well, Lily, do you know that compound interest, if we invest this much, because I'm like, I'm a nerd, you know what I'm saying? And to her, that didn't, that didn't resonate at all. But there were a couple of things with her that did resonate. She's like, I think I get it now. Like, I think I want to be on board with this. Mm. So that's the first step. Set your goals with your wife. If it's not unified, it makes it very difficult. Okay. So debt, debt payoff strategy. Um, there are two methodologies. Um, there, are more than, there are more than two, but there's two really popular ones. One's called the debt snowball method and one's called the debt avalanche method. Have you heard of either of those before? No. no. Okay. <laughs> like, nah, man, I'm just speaking a foreign language. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the debt snowball method is you basically stack your debts smallest to largest, right? So you put the smallest on top, you put the largest on the bottom and everything in between. And you make all the minimum payments for everything. Obviously, you never want to get behind, but you put all of your extra money. And I'm talking all of it like you're, you know, you're pretty bare bones when you're paying off your debt. You put all that extra money at the smallest debt. And you pay that off as fast as possible. Okay. Then when that's gone, which usually happens pretty quick because it's usually your smallest debt. You take all of your extra money plus the amount, the minimum payments on that small one, you put on the next smallest and the next smallest. Mm -hmm. Okay. This methodology is the pros of it, I think, are it's great to keep you motivated because you're going to start seeing yourself making that traction and paying those things off. And you're going to be like, oh man, like we only have, Becca, we only have two more things to pay off. Like, let's go. Like, let's, let's keep pressing. Right. The other methodology is called the debt avalanche. Um, and it's called the debt avalanche methodology. And you don't stack them smallest to largest. You stack them highest interest rate to smallest interest rate. Okay. The people that gravitate toward this methodology, they, they understand the math of it and they like paying off the highest interest debt first because they're getting rid of the highest interest stuff first, right? You're saving money on mm. the pay towards your interest rate. Now, that, that methodology makes the most financial sense. However, I don't like it as much as the debt snowball. Reason yeah, I think I would much rather go debt snowball for sure. I think that personal finance is way more like psychology than it is math. I think that if you're able to keep yourself motivated and see yourself making progress faster, you will be more successful paying off your debt than if you just do mm. it. Right. So after you make your budget and you see how much you have it coming in, you know exactly how much you come have coming out, and then you're going to establish your monthly margin. So you're going to know how much you have left every month. Okay. Okay. You're going to take that and then you're going to look at your debts and you're going to say, all right, how long is it going to take me to pay off? this first smallest debt then how long is it going to take me to pay off the second and then all of a sudden you're going to know like hey if we do this plan we're going to be debt free by whatever eight, six yeah. months right so let me ask you this do you, what's your smallest debt that you think you have off the top of your head probably the nebraska furniture mark card which is about 1500 bucks okay. and do you even know you might not know this and that's okay but do you even know what your monthly margin is like how much you have left at the end of each month after bills um we probably have once everything comes out um depending i guess it's different 
Um, because how I did it was um, I kind of made it to where the mortgage is on one payment. So like if Vega gets paid on the 8th, the mortgage comes out on the 8th. Um, and then a bunch of small bills comes out on my paycheck, which is like um, water bill, light bill, um, phone bill. Um, and so then our, but we do, which is always crazy to me, um, we do have a free paycheck, but it doesn't ever seem like we have a free paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> which is my pay which is my paycheck at the last at the end of the month yeah. um and i just think that's just because we don't we don't really have like this is this is helpful because we don't really have we we have goals but we didn't we don't really have anything to tell us that hey we should be putting money off towards this so we just kind of spend it just happy go lucky um and spending i mean like my wife spends it on things that <laughs> Listen, i know you about that ps5 dog don't put it up on your wife <laughs> no 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 it's more so just like uh just going out to eat and just um just spending it on things that at times there's just like things you don't really need of course um and then it's also just putting, and then I think this is where I also get in trouble at a lot is any, like the, I, I told myself at the beginning of the year, I said, any leftover money, I'm just going to put it towards the things that we need to pay off. But instead what happened was I just put it into savings Yep. and it's just trapped in there. And I'm not like, I, it's just like a mindset, like once it goes in, I don't want to take it out. Yep. And so um, I think I just need to have a better mindset of like all the extras that that we have, I don't transfer into savings, I just transfer it into the loans or the, the smallest loan that we have and just. So let's talk about this, how much and I'm getting all up in your business and if you don't. Yeah, want to, yeah, that's fine. Um, how much do you have in your savings account right now. We have about six or $7,000 in there. That's phenomenal, dude. Congrats. That's great. That's really cool. Um, so Dave, so I'll, I'll tell you what Dave Ramsey would say, because I think Dave Ramsey has a really good method for paying off debt. I don't fully, fully, fully agree with it. Um, so I'll give you my version after. So Dave Ramsey says doing this debt snowball method, you only have $1,000 in your savings account hmm. and you only keep $1,000 in your savings account. So if you were talking to him, he would say, Take all of that extra $5,000 and throw it at your debt right now. That's what he would say. Okay. I don't know how much I agree with that. I don't know if $1,000 is enough of a cushion while you're paying off all your debt. What I would probably do is I, I don't think I'm going to combine it kind of a couple topics. An emergency fund is usually recommended to be three to six months worth of your expenses Okay, so and you're going to find out what your expenses are when you do your budget. Right. Typically, you want to have three to six months in an emergency in an emergency fund of your expenses. That's your safety net. That's if you lose your job, Becca loses her jobs. An emergency right, right. Fund. We just had, luckily, I had a, an emergency fund. We just had to do $7,000 worth of electrical work in our house. Oh, that came out of the emergency fund. Now I'm working on getting it back. Right. Um. But dude, what I would strongly consider, and I'm not in the business of giving recommendations, but 
what I would strongly consider is knocking that emergency fund or that savings account down to like 3000 bucks and just paying off, paying off your debt smallest to largest starting off with that. Okay. okay. I know that freaks you out, but if you really think about it, like typically there's not like a catastrophic emergency that's going to, that that's going to really. So I have a question. So if I, because it does freaks me out. <laughs> so, so, so the money that we have going into our savings, because we just started saving, honestly, towards the end of last year. Great. Well, you made uh, progress quickly then, man. That's great. Well, that's what I'm saying, because literally like all the extra money I just put in our savings and it does not leave. Like it just stays there. Yep. Um, and so uh, we have about a hundred dollars besides that first week. So our pay periods are the 8th, the 15th, um, the 23rd, and the 31st. Yep. It's crazy how they fall in weeks like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's our that's our pay weeks. Yeah. Um, and so every week besides the 8th, I put about $100 yeah. into our savings. Yeah. Um, and then all the extra I put in into our savings as well. So with this, if I, when I do this $3,000 towards the debt, mm -hmm. am I also not taking away the hundred dollars yeah. per month? That would be the plan. Cause you'd be throwing that extra hundred bucks every week at your debt as well. Now. So, so it's not, so we're not at this point, like we're, so the, so, so we're not, saving so we're just paying off debt so think about it this way and here's the deal man if it really freaks you out don't you don't have to do it right now what i would recommend you do because six thousand is healthy dude like six thousand is pretty healthy to have just sitting there right it, for an emergency fund you gotta stop throwing money into savings though and start paying off the debt stop putting money into savings where you're at you got to get that out of your head. And here's the rationale. You have a bunch of debt that's accumulating interest. <clears throat> okay? yeah. Every time you throw that money into savings, that money's not growing. It stays the same. Okay. But yet all of your balances are getting larger and larger. You're going backwards. Every time you throw money into savings right now and you don't pay off debt, hmm. you're getting further and further from your goal. Right. So you need to, you need to, the, the, the only guaranteed return out there in investing is paying off debt that has interest on it, dude. And if you pay off something that has 20% interest, you automatically got a 20% return on that investment, guaranteed. And any investor in the world would take a 20% return on their money, mm. right? So think, start thinking about it that way. Like, I know it feels like you're not gaining any traction. Like you're not seeing that savings account build up because you're not putting money into it, but you are gaining traction, dude. You're going to start making your money work for you instead of other people having their, your money work for them. That's what you're doing by paying off debt. So if it really freaks you out, which I get it, if it really freaks you out to take away from that savings account, just say, all right, we're leaving the savings account where it's at. All the extra money now is going toward debt. Okay. That's kind of a good in between because whenever you get past and it's going to, it's really fun, but whenever you get that debt paid off, you're <laughs> it would be, man, that your pup looks just like mine, except yours is uh, gray and mine's tan. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is Dallas. He's a pit bull Great Dane. Mix. I remember Dallas. I remember seeing him as a pup with his ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever you get past the debt, you get to start building true wealth, man. And that's where it gets really exciting. You know, when you don't have any, you're not paying anybody else, you get to pay yourself. And that's when you get to start investing. And that's when you get to start seeing your money grow when it's sitting there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we want to get to really quickly. Okay. Okay. So got that. And you, it's really going to start making a lot of sense. And the pieces will start coming together for you. When you get that budget, you know how much extra you have down to the dollar every month. Okay. Um, one thing that I want to note that you brought up, you said you were paying off your mortgage early, even when you had other debt. Don't do that. Yeah, we were putting we were putting about 150 in our principal balance. Yep, don't, do that. don't do that. Especially, especially when you have other debt. Your mortgage rate, and I'm just gonna guess based off of when you bought, is probably anywhere from three to five percent. Is that in the ballpark? Yeah, it's a 3.625. Okay, so you have a great mortgage rate. Um, the debt that you have probably ranges anywhere from maybe 0%. I don't know if your Nebraska card has 0%, but 0% maybe up to, I don't know, 15 or 20%. Yeah, the the car is at a 6%. Uh, that's still really low. Do you have any like actual credit cards that you use? Um, We do use a credit card. Um. It is we how we kind of do it is um, we kind of tie all of our bills into our credit card, um, yeah. and then we just pay off the credit card at the end of the month each month. Great. So you don't hold any credit card debt month to month. No, you're ahead of the no. game. Brother. No, the only those are the only five significant things that we have yep. in debt, which is of course the mortgage being the most. And dude, the mortgage is the thing that you want to pay off last. And well, dude, most people don't even pay it off. Most people just keep their mortgage because it's cheap money, right? Mm. When you can borrow money at 3.6%, a lot of people like to just keep that because when you start investing, the average return of the S&P 500, and I'm not going to load you up with investment stuff because we're starting a little bit further earlier in the road. Well, we can have another call when we talk about investing. I can yeah, that. yeah. But you can easily return seven to ten percent a year on average in the stock market. Um, so a lot of people opt to invest before they even pay off their mortgage because they're they're earning more than like the three point six percent that you have on your mortgage. Okay. So that's yeah. We'll get into we'll get into investing on another call. But I I would strongly recommend don't pay off your your house early at this point. Work on the other debts. Cool. Perfect. Okay. So then when you get debt free, um, you know, you're going to work on building that savings account up into an actual emergency fund. And you want it to be that three to six month worth of expenses for you all, because you have a kid, you know, usually I say, Hey, make it closer to that six month mark. Okay. And usually it's going to be, I don't know, man, it's anywhere from like eight to $12,000, something like that. It's not a ton of money. So like once you have that money, that three to six months in your emergency fund, do you continue to put money in there or do you just stop there? Stop there and then you start investing. Okay. Yep. Then you start investing and that's where it gets fun. Because then you're going to be like, yo, I put, 
you know, whatever, $10,000 into this investment. And in five years, it grew to $15,000 and I didn't have to do nothing. Mm. That's when it becomes fun. And that dude, that's how the wealthy become wealthy, dude. Um, I'm going to give you an example. Have you ever, I'm pulling up. Are you familiar with what compound interest is? Um, a little. Okay. So compound interest is essentially interest that you're making on interest. So an example would be, say you invested a hundred bucks and at the end of the year, you made 5%. Well, at the beginning of that following year, you have $105, make another 5%, but now it's on 105 bucks. Right. And then okay. the following year it's on a hundred and set, right. So it compounds. It's an oh, exponential. So. Gotcha. Yep. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you something. Um, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, cool. Me too. All right. So let's just say you want to retire kind of at the typical retirement age of 65. All right. And let's say that from today, you start investing just 500 bucks a month starting from zero. Actually, let me share my, I'm gonna share my screen so you can see what I'm doing. I love doing this exercise, it's really fun. <laughs> I geek out about this stuff, dude, I'm such a nerd. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, so we're starting off your initial investments, nothing. You're gonna invest 500 bucks every month and you're gonna do it for 35 years, okay? And what you're gonna to find too is that this number is really low. When you're not paying anything into debt and as time, you guys are gonna get pay raises or new careers and you're gonna make more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be able to do a lot more than this, but we'll just keep it at 500. Um, estimated interest rate, we're just gonna say 7% that your money is making by being invested. Where this number comes from is again, the S&P 500, which is a collection of companies, it's the 500 largest companies in the United States, right? So it's a good mm -hmm. group of companies to follow to see like what their growth is, right? It's been around for I think 80 plus years. On average, it makes seven to 10% a year. Some years up, okay. some years down, but on average, it's about seven to 10%. Um, and we're gonna say this compounds annually, right? So if you do this, by the time you retire, you're gonna have $830,000. Okay. That's the power of compound interest. So let's just say, cause this is really closer probably to what it'll be. So let's just say a thousand bucks a month, right? seems like a lot when you don't have much debt, you don't have much that you're paying. Like even think right. and like you have no car payment. There's a couple hundred bucks right there. Right. Yeah. You have no like $73 a month. That, what is it? Like 273. Oh, I thought you said 73. I was like, dang, that's small. No, 273. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm off. So check this out, bro. Oh, wow. $1.6 million. That's what investing does. That's what compound interest does. That's where you want to be, man. Like, that's what you want to start doing. And the cool thing is, is when you're 65, do you see that total contributions number at the bottom? Can you see that? Yep. You 420. Are you will only have put in 420 and that 420,000 will turn into one point, almost $7 million. That's powerful. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and that dude, and it doesn't take a lot, man. And like, once you start getting to this point, when you're investing, 
every other amount of money that you do, you can have fun with, dude. Like you, you don't, and you don't have to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. You know that you're taking care of your future, so you can also take care of yourself now and your family now, and you can buy your your daughter the doll with the crib and all this stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm right. So that's why I get so passionate about it, man. It's not about getting rich, dude, and it's it's not about like you know being uber wealthy for me. It's just about I know I know what it feels like to be in debt and to not know what to do with money and to feel lost and when you can get that stuff in order i know how free that can feel like i remember explicitly in it when, when i was listening to dave ramsey like i would literally get emotional sometimes just driving off by myself in the car thinking about the day <laughs> where i would pay off that last bit of debt because mm. i know how much of a burden that can be and dude, this is so attainable for y'all like it's not rocket science you know, if you spend a little bit of time planning and dreaming together, you can get to the point where you're like, see, changing your family tree, dude, who in your family do you know that has $1.7 million? Bro, don't nobody even in my family own a house. Exactly. Right? So you're already changing your family tree. <laughs> but I know that my, my, my wife and my kids <laughs> really happy that I I spent the time doing this stuff when they are older. Mm-hmm. Be able to bless a lot of people. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, I don't want to get. I would love to do a call, maybe a different one with you to talk about investing because there's a, a lot to unpack there. Um, but are there any questions about? There's a lot that we covered. Are there any questions I can answer? Yeah, man. Um, so I guess. What got you interested in this? Like, what was the what was the aha moment? There were a couple. Um, the the first interest I had was that I was tired of sucking with my money. You know, I was tired of feeling the stress every day of having to pay off a bunch of crap and not ever making any progress. You guys at least are saving, dude. Like, I we had no savings, bro. When we were forty thousand dollars in debt, we had nothing. And so I was, I was fearful. I was stressed. I was tired. So that mm-hmm. kind of spurred me to start to listen to Dave Ramsey. Um, when it really started to, to make, when I really started to get excited is when I started investing really small. Um, so there's this app called Acorns. I was talking to you and Zach and everybody about it. Yeah. And I don't think you're, you're here yet. You're close. But I started investing $5 every Friday because I was broke as a joke. I, I had no money. But I started putting $5 every Friday into an investment. And I remember I opened the app up one day. I had forgotten about, about it. And there was like 800 bucks in there. And my money had grown like 10% for me doing nothing. And I, I got dividends. And I didn't even know what dividends were. Um, and essentially what they are is, you know, when you own stock, a lot of these companies every quarter will pay their shareholders back like a small percentage. Sometimes it's like, of what you have invested with the company, but they'll like pay you back just for owning the stock. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was scrolling and I was like, what's like this dollar? There's like $2. Like I got these dividends. So I researched and I'm like, oh, I understand now. Mm. I understand. And I started to like run these compound interest calculators and I'm like, oh, so if I invest only 500 bucks or a thousand bucks a month, I'll be a millionaire by the time I retire. Okay. It's game on. Mm. Like that's I, awesome yeah that's 
<laughs> one day I'll be there. You will be there, man. There's no doubt in my brain. There's no doubt in my brain. One day. What one else? Day. Any other questions? Um, no, I think that's that's all the questions, man. Well, just that one, honestly. Well, what I'm going to do, well, hopefully this is valuable. Hopefully you took something. No, dude, that was, it was very valuable for me, for sure. I think I'm about to go talk to Becca right now as soon as we get in this call. That's for sure. Love it. Um, I'm going to hold you accountable just because we're buddies. And next time I see you, I'm going to ask if you got that budget. Um, And what I'm going to do, I'm going to share with you, uh, let me write a note of this. I'm going to share the Excel file that I use. It's a Google Doc. Um, and okay. it's like all these categories pre-filled out that you can just type in what you spend on these, like electric bill and car bill and all that. Okay, perfect. It's a good template. So I'll share budget. Excel doc. All right, man. I will let you go. It's past nine. Um, all right, Lenar. It was good, man. I really appreciate you letting me do yeah dude i appreciate you inviting me in on this call yeah for sure all right man have a nice night dude all right brother see ya